We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions defeats the New York Giants 31-26. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to break down some of the key injuries that happened during the game and also look at some key points on how exactly the Lions defeated the New York Giants. We also have some highly anticipated trade deadline talks. Who are some guys that might potentially get shipped out? And who some guys the Detroit Lions might actually bring in? Find out on episode 54 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 54 on the Blue Wire Network. And today, we are going to talk a little bit about the Lions versus Giants game on Sunday. We're going to talk a little bit of the trade deadline that is coming up on Tuesday. All right, let's get into the injury report, what happened in this game. So, Pierre, what what injury-wise happened in this game for the Lions? Um, yeah, Tracy Walker exit with a knee injury. Uh, today, Patricia said he's day-to-day. Walker looked fine, though. Um, he was walking around, and then he also did the post-game uh, speech, the team which up. was nice to see. Yeah, becoming a leader. Nice to see. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Graham Glasgow left in the fourth quarter, but they said it's minor. It's nothing really to worry about. I think both guys are minor injuries. Maybe Walker will miss a week. Maybe he'll play next week. I don't know. But I'm not too worried about either guy. And then Snacks Harrison got hurt in the game and came back. Yeah, that, that Snacks thing, it's kind of getting a little like lingering. Maybe it's better to give him a week off. But you don't want to do it against this week against Josh Jacobs. We'll, we'll see. No, we need him. Yeah, you, we need him this week. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, all right. So let's get into this Giants game now. All right, so this the Lions won 31-26. to Won a game at Ford Field. Broke the... Three-game losing streaks. Um, 
you know, where, where do you guys stand with this game? Are you guys, you know, positive with this Lions team? You guys, like, whatever. Like, where are you guys at? Malcolm, you want to go ahead and start it? Yeah. It was a win. And, you know, in the NFL, you got to take every win as it is. I didn't really like what I seen too much um, from that game. When I was watching the game, I noticed there was a lot of run on first down, run on second down. And we didn't even, we don't really have, well, before we even get into running on first down, running on second down, Trey Carson was our starting back, which yeah. caught everybody from surprise. Nobody knew he was going to start. Right. And he actually had a few good runs in the, in the first quarter, but it looked like everything was repetitive. We were running on first down, running on second down, and we were finding ourselves in a lot of third and long situations. Third and eight, or if there was a penalty, third and 15, third and 17. And, you know, thank God for Stafford because he converted a lot of those um, third and longs. But I didn't 100% like the game plan as far as, you know, running on first down, running on second down, and relying on Stafford to convert a big third and long play. Like, they didn't have a lot of op- um, opportunities for a third and short Um but besides that, I mean, Stafford, he played like Stafford. You know, he had, you know, he had one bad pass or he had that interception. But besides that interception, you know, he was pretty, pretty clutch that whole game. Yeah, he, he caught, he caught a fire, especially it seemed like after that interception. Like his first half in general was like, you know, it was all right. It wasn't anything like to brag about. But that, that second half, he really caught fire. I believe it was 12 for 12. I mean, he didn't have an incomplete pass in the whole second half, if I'm not mistaken, or at least went on a really good run without an incomplete pass. And he was unbelievable in the second half. And, you know, doing the flea flicker trick play once again, man. The Lions, man. Daryl Bevel adding Darryl a new Bevel. play. Yeah. He, he, he has a, that, that passing offense look nice. I just like, wish they'd do something with this, this running game. It's just it's so disappointing looking yeah. at this running game. Um, We're not getting any big runs. I think... The biggest run we had in this in this year has been what fourteen yards. Yeah, and uh, they had a fourteen yard of trick. Uh, I'm sorry, Trey Carson had a twelve yard of long run, and then Ty Johnson had a long of fourteen. Yeah, so they tied it. <clears throat> they tied their longest, which is bad, bro. Like this the longest run we had was fourteen yards. That, that's not good. That's How about the the JD good. McKissick uh, reversal in Philadelphia? Like when they look. At, Ten men on the field. Oh, that, that's like a, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That, didn't I go like? Didn't I go like forty? Yeah, that, like that? That, that was a big play. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, but he's more like a gadget guy. I'm talking like, like about like. No, 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 what I'm saying, but the, isn't isn't that technically the biggest run we had this year? I I, I would give it to that. Yeah, if you want to okay. say that. Yeah, but other than that, though. No, yeah, I know, I know. I was gonna say, I was, like, I, don't, I was like, that didn't sound right. The fourteen yards. I was gonna say, I remember that one big play with JD. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about like running between the tackles. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Beginning. <laughs> you know, a, a pitch, a handoff, something, you know. Yeah. We haven't really broken, really got a big run like that other than that trick play, that reverse play. Yeah, I don't know. But really... I just wish, you know, this running game, what, what, you know, was is doing something else because right now it's not it's not working right now. Um, Damian Dola had a great game. You know, he looked like he is Stafford, security blanket. He is clutch. Um, Marvin Hall, I think he definitely should – Get more targets. He's averaging forty yards a catch or something yeah. ridiculous like that. I want to see. Mar- I want to see him in a, like in a screen game. Maybe give him a slant. I want. I want him to get more more opportunities because it looks like we're only using him on third down and to stretch the field. And I mean, it's working. But we should definitely try to get him out. Get him out more. 
Yeah, and you could thank those Giants secondary, man. It's not a very good secondary for converting on all those third and longs. Like, you're not going to do that versus good football teams. Yeah. You know, converting third and 17s consistently. Like, I saw the lines were third. and Like you mentioned, you know, they didn't have a lot of third and short opportunities. And like I said, when you versus good football teams, you're not going to be able to convert them as much as you did in this game versus the Giants. Yeah, I mean... It, it was a team that we were playing in front of us, and we took the opportunity that was in front of us. So yeah, I'll, I'll take we, the win all day. We, we got the win. Um, I just wasn't to... too, you know, you know when you feel like victorious, like after a win, you're like, oh, you know, we won. Like I didn't feel that. I guess it's because a lot because a lot of the negatives I've seen in this game. But I mean, I'm I'm, I think they could turn it around. What about you, Pierre? What, what did, what did you see about this game? All right, my biggest concern was stopping the run game, <clears throat> and uh, we stopped them. Saquon had 19 carries for 64 yards, 3.4 average, along with 13. As an entire team, we had 24 carries for 80 yards, 3.3 average. I mean, we've seen other teams with a shitty O-line also and a good backs destroy us in the run game, yeah. you know, and it was nice to see that the run defense stepped up. Could it be maybe Deshaun Hand? He was elite against the run, according to PFF. I got to see more, but Deshaun Ham certainly helped in the run game department. I thought Snacks played well, and then he got hurt. Um, Trey Flowers and O'Quara had their best game. Flowers had seven pressures and two sacks. It was just nice to see, and they confused um, They confused them. You know, Daniel Jones, they, they looked like they were bringing the blitz. They didn't bring the blitz. They disguised their coverages. They were just confusing the guy, and it worked too. They, how many times did they blitz Tyler? I believe you have the numbers. Uh, they blitz eight times. Eight, and, eight times. Yeah, eight times. And, and the whole season they blitz eleven times. Well, they, there you go. And they also had, um, I'm sorry, twenty one QB pressures. I mean, that that's awesome. Yeah. The Lions yeah. DBs though, they need to do a better job with tackling. Justin Coleman had a lot of missed tackles. Um, Rashawn Melvin also has to do a better job at playing the ball. He just got mossed like twice in the end zone. That's unacceptable. Against that guy, Darius Slayton, we talked about him, Tyler. We said that guy could give us some issues, and he did. Yeah, yeah we did. Um, but I'm not really worried about our DBs. You have at games sometimes. I, I think we're fine with the DBs section with DBs. Then offensively, I said this to you guys. Um, if you can't run the ball, it's going to be really hard to close the game. It's going to be hard to score in the red zone. They mm-hmm. got to get this run game going somehow, some way. If they don't, Stafford, right now he's balling, but bro, at some point, defenses are just going to play the pass. They're not going to give a shit about the run. We yeah. we can't move people. Yeah, we'll begin to our deadline coverage in a little bit in uh, this podcast. We'll talk about maybe some names in the that department, getting that run game going. But yeah, yeah it's, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of with, you know, Malcolm there. Like, I'm happy we got the win, obviously. You know, you take anyone in the NFL, but... You know, you kind of want to see, especially after the Lions got off to a quick 14-0 start, you kind of want to see maybe the Lions could just, you know, win this game in, you know, nice fashion. Put this New York Giants game, you know, put this team away fast, you know, not let them even have a chance. And, you know, they kind of let them back in the game. You know, this defense, I, I'm still not that impressed, honestly. You know, Daniel Jones threw for, what, 320 yards still? You know, 322. Yeah, I mean, he still had a really good day, you know, and yeah, the DB struggled, so without Darius Slay out there, so, you know, 
we'll get into that as well to see if he'll still be around here. But what? Um, it, it's just, you know, we're not going to play the New York Giants every week. You know, I, I wish we kind of get – we got. I wish we got to see a little more stiff competition, I guess you could say. Like, I wish we played the Raiders this last Sunday and then the Giants this week before the trade deadline because, you know, the, the Lions now are 3-3-1. Three, three and one, And – I don't know what they are. I don't know if they should buy. I don't know if they should sell. Like, I don't know their identity right now. I kind of wish they played someone better because it shows me that they could beat up on some bad teams, but, like, could they beat up on, you know, better football teams? You know, they've been competitive in every single game. So, I don't know. They didn't have Golden Tate for a while, right? The Giants didn't have Golden Tate. They didn't have some weapons. They're getting those, they didn't have Saquon Barkley. They were losing games. But when, when they're, like, healthy, they were still without Sterling Shepard. But when they're healthy... They got a good group of guys, man. They mm-hmm. actually do. When you think about it, you got Golden Tate, you got Evan Ingram, you got Saquon Barkley, you got Sterling Shepard, and then Darius Slayton, the rookie, he's impressed. He's played well. Yeah. I thought but, our guys matched up really well with those guys, though, to be honest. you know, I agree, but go- they just didn't I, play well. Yeah, I thought Barkley could be a mismatch with our run D. And, you know, they stopped him in the run game, but, like, he still killed us in the passing game. He was still very efficient in the passing game, you know, getting a lot of dump-offs. I don't know who was guarding him. It was, like, like Christian Jones, Will Harris, whoever the hell it was. I saw one play. It was uh, they got the pass to Saquon for the touchdown. They uh, Daniel Jones missed the first pass to him, and then they ran the same exact play, <laughs> and it worked for them, you know. Wow, it's just, yeah. like, shit like that, man. And it was the same, like, Christian Jones, man. Like, he, it was the same exact play. They didn't change anything. <laughs> the same exact play. Man, he's just... Uh, Christian Jones has been rough, man, the last few weeks. It's, it's coverage. Anything about coverage, coverage. Christian Jones has, has not been good. The thing yeah. is, we don't really have, like, starting linebacks to cover. If, like, I wish they would do this. Like, on third down, bring in Jalen Reeves maybe and have him cover a guy. You know it's what I mean? Something, man. Like, something better than Christian Jones. <laughs> or... I mean, I like Christian Jones in the run game. He's good in the running game. But in the, but our linebackers just can't cover, except Jalen Reeves. Maybe and even Jared Davis can't cover. Jelani, I mean, he's slow. He can't cover. Christian Jones can't cover. The only guy that could really cover is Jalen Reeves. Maybe and he's not on the field. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like on defense, he he's a baller on special teams. But I want to see him more on like third downs. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I, I'll say this though, man. This this team that we have. What I notice is that we're gonna struggle with the really good teams. I'm not saying that we we're gonna lose if we play like a really good squad. I think because we can't run the ball, we can't we won't we won't be able to close out the game. We always we we'll always keep it close. We mm-hmm. and if we're coming from behind, you know I think that'll probably be our best opportunity. But if we have a lead, we're, we're gonna lose the lead because we can't we can't run the ball. No matter what we do, if we have a lead. We can't hold the league because we can't run the ball. We can't. I don't. I think the only game we control the time of possession. I think was the Cardinals. I don't think we control the time of possession on any game. Like it's been that bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what happens. You don't run game, man. That's why I kind of just view this team as right now, at least as a. I take that back. It was. It was um. The the Chiefs game. KC I game. think the Chiefs game is the only game we we well they ran the ball won the time of possession. Yeah, they ran the ball well versus KC. But, yeah, but to be fair, even the Packers game, bro, the refs took it from us. Aaron Rodgers would not have had that chance. I mean, I get you. Shit, shit happens. It's just bullshit stuff, stuff because like you're looking like at the record, 
Instead of three losses, you're at two losses. And that actually hurts when you look at it because how competitive the NFC is. I know it's gone, and it's like, but it's like bullshit because it like screws up your whole season. The, the thing is, is that we got to look past that, that, that Packers we game. Do. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. We got screwed. I'm talking about the future. Like, when we play like any good team, if we have a lead, we can't hold it. Yeah. Like, how can you hold the lead if, you're, if we can only pass the ball? Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's going to get interesting, man. It, it really is going to get interesting. That's why I kind of, right now, at least view this team as just, uh, you know, mediocre, maybe a little above average Don't team say right that word ever again. Leave well, us I mean, alone. We're not mediocre. mediocre. Okay, we're, we're a, little above, way. a little above average. <laughs> I would say like, this, we are finding our way. <laughs> I think they're in like the 12, 13 range above average. Like average is like 16, 17. They're like in the 12th, 13th best team in the NFL. And you could win with that. But you just got to be more consistent. And if you find the running game, I don't know how, maybe change a scheme or just do different things. Because whatever they're doing in the running game, they've been doing it for the past, what, seven weeks? It hasn't worked. It worked for the Chiefs. Other than that, it, it hasn't worked at all. And they played some bad run, run defense, and they just haven't capitalized. Yeah. They gotta, Unacceptable, they gotta, man. Yeah, they got to. I mean, right now, what, we rank 31st in defense? That um, can't stay there. <laughs> we got to. If we're ranked 31st, like, you're not going to. You're not going to win too many games that, that way. Yeah. I mean, we got to find a way to at least find ourselves in the middle of the pack. Or, or if you're going to contend, you got to get in the top 10. I'll say you, that. You, you're not going to win having a 31st ranked defense. Yeah, you're not. I agree, man. I'm just tired of wasting Stafford's career. Like, I mean, the guy is the, playing out of his mind, right? I, I, I don't understand how hard the it receivers, is. Receivers, you have all these receivers, your offense is clicking. Just get the run game going and play better on defense. Is that a lot to ask for? I mean, if they know that, all right, you have a guy that potentially could take you far. Why not be aggressive as hell and try to get this guy a top running back, a bell cow back? Get get him a running, get him a back that you that you know is not going to fail you. Why, like, why hasn't the Lions done this? Well, and I don't understand the defense either. I mean, I'm still shocked from this day how this defense is playing like going into the season i thought this they have the talent there so that's i don't understand and they have the you know they like to call him the defensive genius matt patricia i, I don't i just don't understand how they're this bad at defense like i don't understand it at all yeah. they they have the talent there and you can't say injuries who have we been missing besides just on him and he's back obviously now but who we missed i mean mike daniels for a few weeks like we've had I, everyone out there. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, there's no excuse for us to be 31st ranked in defense with with exactly, a man. with a defensive mind head coach. It doesn't exactly. make sense. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. But let's go to the oopsie doopsie. Sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. For my oopsie doopsie this week, you know, I've been giving it to units a lot this year. I think I'm going to stick with that trend. Okay, so I'm going to go with not all defensive backs, but we're going to go with the cornerback one in this football game and the cornerback two in this football game. So that is Justin Coleman and that is Rashawn Melvin. They both had the worst games this year as Lions, and Golden Tate was eating up Justin Coleman, missing tackles, I believe three missed tackles in the game for Coleman. And then Rashawn Melvin got absolutely mossed two times by the, the rookie, Darius Slayton. Um, 
so yeah, these guys are my oopsie doopsie of the week. So we we need you guys to pick it up, especially to our net when we get into our future topic, Darius Slay. I but. mean, Golden Tate's a tough cover, bro. Oh yeah, no, no, that's facts. He gives everyone issues. Yeah, he gives everybody hell, man. I, but Golden Tate, man, he's he's smart. Yeah. Like every time he caught that pass, man, like the way he shielded, he used like his body to shield Coleman. So Coleman could even attempt to punch the ball out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Coleman, it was just a tough game in general. I mean, it wasn't a great matchup for him, but it was a tough game. Rashawn Melvin got absolutely eaten up though by Slayton. Oh yeah, he got yeah, he got destroyed. I mean, <laughs> that was just that was just bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was that was I'm, just bad. Yeah, it is what it is. Those two guys are probably the least of my concern. One of the least of my concerns with this team. They just had a bad game. It happens, you know. Hopefully, a lot of concern on this football team. <laughs> yeah, those guys. I have. I mean, I, I trust Melvin still, and I trust Coleman. I agree. Yeah, I'm not really. Right, One thing about them, they never really have flat out been beaten. You know what I mean? Like a lot of guys get burned. Those guys aren't burned. They're always with their guy. They just need to do a better job at tackling and playing the football. Yeah, yeah playing the ball when it's in the air. As right. I say, one of those 50-50 battles. <laughs> Exactly. And then, All right. Yeah. So, Pierre, what do you got for your baller of the week? Um. So, Dola played well. Stafford played well. Kenny played well. Um. But I got to give it to Stafford because he was amazing in the third quarter. Nah, for real, man. He had that one bad throw. But other than that, he he was he was flat out amazing in the third quarter. He was, I mean, in the second half, he was 12 for 12 for 148 yards. And then on third downs, which is the money down, he was 12 for 13 for 200 yards. I mean, bro. He, yeah, I know. He's, he, he's been balling. He's, he's the one bright spot on the team. Like, if you put other quarterbacks in this situation, I'm telling you, only like. There's only a handful that could. Maybe like six of them, or not even, I don't know, only like a few of them could succeed with a deck. Prescott would die. He would not succeed without a running game. Okay. Yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't survive. Tom Brady I mean, right now, he would not survive without a running game. Um, Rogers could probably do it. What do we have? 52, uh, rushing yards yesterday combined I mean, as a team just on the ball. Bro. It was awful, like, man. It was awful. But they still did it just to, like, make the defense tired. Patricia said, even though it's not working, it's still effective because, like, it gets the defense tired. It makes the linemen. Um, yeah. Uh, man, F that, I man. understand that, but, like, <laughs> bro, like, and stop running it on second and long because you're just putting yourself in a disaster. Like, every second down they were running the ball, or almost every second down. I don't, I don't know how many times I saw 38. Bro, I hate second Long runs, they kill drives. This was the Giants, but if you play like shit, the Raiders, man, like, Raiders, you know, they don't really have a pass rush on there. Like if you play a, like a like a good defense, you'll get killed, man. Yeah, it would have been bad if we were playing like a good team and we did that shit. It would have been bad. I mean, this was it, like almost the same performance as Minnesota, honestly. If you really look at it, yeah, I mean, it would have been bad because. I don't know what I'm saying. You know you don't have a running game. You know you, you know your running back is out, and you know you're running with guys who are not number one backs. Yeah. Why are you running on first and second down? Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, like <laughs> Daniel Daniel Jones literally handed us seven points with that one lateral pass to Devon. <laughs> you right. know, like they literally handed us points. Like I'm telling you, they played the same exact game versus Minnesota. I forgot to bring that up, but like they played the same exact way. Just why I'm not like too stoked about. No, this I wouldn't say right that. Now. That's not fair. 
They stopped the run, bro. No, no, that's different. No, this what you're saying is different. That's not fair because they stopped. They they could not stop the lick. They played the run. They played the run well, but I'm not sure if Saquon is 100. percent I mean, last week he got 70 yards. This week he got 60. Yeah, but bro, he got 70 yards against the Arizona Cardinals. You Cardinals have a good run defense. Are you uh, ask the Panthers? (laughs) <laughs> at, at last know, other Cardinals team, actually have like a good run D. I'm not no bullshit. I'm not sure. Let me a just check. Are, a lot of teams are running on them. Like they're, they're last week when they played the Giants, they look like that their defense like destroyed them. I think they got like eight sacks on them. On on um, never mind. Cardinals don't have a good run defense. I take I, that. <laughs> I know that. Because Christian McCaffrey almost ran for two hundred on them. Like they they don't. I don't think. I mean, we did. We did what we're supposed to do. Yeah, but I'm not 100 percent sure Saquon's 100. percent All right, let's let's get into the. the let's stuff. take a quick break, actually. Before we do, let's, let's take, take a, a break. Let's take a quick commercial break. All right, guys, let's talk about Harry's. You guys hear me talk about Harry's all the time. Best in the business for the shaving business. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years, and the secret to a great shave, it hasn't really changed much. The ancients of Greece didn't need the flex balls or the heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry doesn't overcharge you to get those very expensive razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters, sharp, durable blades at a fair price. I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave, easily glide, low price. Do us a favor and check out harrys.com slash bluewire for your free trial today. Why would you use Harry's? Harry's is a return to the essentials. Quality, durable blades at a fair place. Just $2 per blade. Harry's just super convenient. Blades refill are delivered directly to your door on schedule with or without a subscription. And there's no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. So if you guys do not like it, just let them know. They'll give you a full refund. Listeners of my show of the Pride Podcast can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash blue wire. You get a weight, economic handle for a firm grip, a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shaving gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade to cover your your razor easy and grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash blue wire to start shaving today. Holiday season is coming. The holiday rush is coming. So you guys got to prepare. If you're selling online, you better get ready for ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you are able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep a track of all those orders or decide which shipping carriers to use or if you're getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you can be managing your orders printing labels and getting those products out uh, out your door and deliver it in time for the holiday. Like I said, it's very easy to print. I talk about ShipStation all the time. It's so convenient. They have all the big carriers as well, which is very convenient. No matter where you're selling, like I mentioned, Amazon, Etsy, and even your own website. ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, makes them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including United Postal Service, FedEx, UPS. You can 
prepare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customers. Like I mentioned, yeah, they ship out with all the big carriers. And it's so easy because you can just bring your own labels and you choose whatever carrier because they provide it all at ShipStation. And they even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage that are usually received for large, fortunate 500 companies. You'll always know you're getting the best deal. That's why ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holidays. Shipping this year, let ShipStation let you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get 60 days free trial set. So you guys are getting 60 days free and the holidays are coming up. So you have no reason not to try it out. That's two months free of hassle-free stress for the holidays. Just visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in blue. That's ShipStation.com. Enter code blue. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. All right, guys. We are back. And my man, Malcolm, You're... Give, give me some good news, man. NFC North news. Um, last year, the Chicago Bears were so dumb, so we have to respect the division champs. And you have Aaron Rodgers sitting back saying, wait, 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 wait. Chicago Bears is cute, okay? Vikings are cute. Lions, yeah. I got this. The boogeyman is back. And the expectations for the Green Bay Packers are through the roof. I would say don't forget about the Lions as well. Um, I actually uh, don't have good. Well, actually, I kind of yes, have good news. Yes, yes, I kind of do. I do. Yes, yeah, do. I do have some good news. Bear down, baby. Bear down. <laughs> <laughs> um, just going to the standings from the NFC North, we have the Packers. They are seven and one, and they are three and zero in the division. Okay, about the Minnesota game. Vikings are six and two, and they are one and two in the the division. Okay, the Detroit Lions. We actually move up to third place in the division with a three three and one record. And we are 0-2 in the, the division and bears down. And yes. I really mean, you know, bear bear down. Um, they are in last place again. Um, the Bears are three and four in the in the NFC North, and they are one and one in the division. Now going to the games. We had the Minnesota Vikings going against the Washington Redskins on Thursday night football. And I mean, it was a competitive game. It was 19 to 9 Minnesota came on top with the victory um we have Dwayne Haskins was looking pretty butt cheeks out there yeah yeah he was <laughs> I heard um the Bears versus the Chargers <laughs> that was a funny Panero. Did anybody get to watch that game um the Bears they they lost to the Chargers 17 to 16 and they miss a look like I think it was like a 30 yard field goal 40 Five, I believe. He missed like a forty-some yarder, and earlier he missed a twenty-one yarder. I know it was close as hell. Like he missed two field goals. It was so funny oh. because like <laughs> Mr. Mitchell Parker with the ball, because they were like so confident, like it was about like they wasn't even going to try like to get any more yards. Mm-hmm. They just kneeled the ball. They was like, all right, this is it. And did they missed see, the field goal, and they lost did, the game. Did you see Matt season. Nagy's uh, press conference after the game too? No, I did not. He, he said, "I did not think about running the ball. I didn't think about passing the ball." He said, "I'm not. I'm not risking a fumble or something like that." I want. It was funny. So, if you guys had the chance, go watch that. He was mad oh, as hell. Man, about the me. Bears are a mess. Malcolm, right how is the MVP candidate Mitch Trubisky looking? Uh, not good. Um, he threw for two fifty three, two hundred fifty three yards, and he threw one interception. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, they're they're a mess right now. I'm not sure if they 
what they do next year with Mitch. I, Would I don't you know. still say he's top ten in the MVP conversation? Uh, he never. I don't think he ever was. <laughs> um, going to the Packers. The Packers played the Chiefs, and they actually won that game, thirty-one twenty-four. Aaron Rodgers was doing Aaron Rodgers type things. Shit, I saw that. He threw for three hundred and five yards and three touchdowns. And that is it with the NFC North report. Yep. All right. All right, guys. So we usually end the episode after the NFC North news, but it's week eight of the NFL season. So that means trade deadlines, trade deadline coverage. And the Lions are sitting at 3-3-1. And and people are wondering, do the Lions buy? Do they sell? Do they buy and then trade Darius Slay? Or do they just buy completely, keep Darius Slay? There's a lot of questions going around in Motown. All right. Let's start off with the big news that's been going around town. Darius Slay is apparently on the market, according to Albert Breer. And I want to kind of hear your guys' opinion. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys heard my opinion. I'll explain it in the podcast, but, you know, I've been preaching about something, but I'm going to say my opinion. But, Pierre, let's hear yours first. So, Darius Slay, do you think the Lions should keep him? Do you think the Lions should sell him and, you know, capitalize on his on his value right now or make a run, try to go 7-2 and two and make the playoffs? Where are you at with this Detroit Lions team and where are you at with Darius Slay? All right, before before I say anything, I just want to say, like, I love Slay. You guys know that. He's my dog. He's, like, my favorite player. Oh, he's you want him like, traded. I don't want him traded, okay? <laughs> but, okay? But I understand the business side of football. And you, you have to think about it because when you're a GM, you're also thinking about the long term. You're not thinking about now. Mm-hmm. If a team offers you a one and a three, I hate the idea of trading him, but you kind of have to accept it. And here's why. Slay will be 29 in the offseason. He'll have one year left on his deal, and he'll hold out. He's not going to play unless you give him a new contract. Yes. No guarantee money. He's not going to play on 10 mils or whatever he has. He's worth a lot more than that. Yes. And you're not going to get what you're going to get for him right now. Yes. And Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia come from the Patriots. Is the Patriots yes. yes. Guys, they refuse to pay. Let's go at it. Chandler Jones, they traded him to the Cardinals. Um, mm. Jamie Collins, they traded him to the Browns. Mm. Nate Solder, they let him walk in free agency. He was mm. good with him. He struggled outside of New England. I could go on and on, right? Yeah, mm. you can go before that. Randy Moss, yep. Randy Cooks. I mean, they do it, they do it all the time. So the, the Patriot way is here now. This is not a way. This is not like how they're going to commit to players or whatnot. This is like if you're good, you're staying. If we want to pay, we'll pay you. If not, we're trading you. We don't care how good you are or whatever. This is kind of like how it is here in Detroit. And fans got to get used to that. Well, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are angry, but that that's just how I feel. Okay, if you get a one to three, you have to accept that because you're not going to get that for him. And you're not going to pay him. He's going to hold out. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up trading him in the offseason. Offseason, there's draft. There's the free agency. Corner class is deep in the draft. You have a lot of, like not like lockdown corners, but some solid corners hitting the free agent market. So... Yeah, I, I don't want to do it, but I understand the business side of football, and I wouldn't be mad if they got like a one or a three or a one and a four. But it has to be like that. It has to be a first-round pick and a mid-round pick. It can't be like, like I'm, I don't want it fucking two, okay? I, I want a one. I feel you. I feel you. And, and I think you could get a one right now, especially looking at some of the trades around the league right now. I think 
it's very realistic you can get a, a first rounder for uh, Darius Slay. I said I'd hold back my opinion, so Malcolm, go ahead. What's your opinion on this Darius Slay situation, man? What would you do here? Man, y'all crazy, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all about to trade Slay for real, man? I told you, I don't want to, but I yeah, understand yeah, no, no, side, no, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 you know what? I don't really want to trade him. We've been thinking about this all week. I told you guys, I do not want to trade him, but I understand the business side. I've been talking about this. I've been talking about this since Friday. Yeah, been... We've been talking about this for a minute. We've been talking about this for a minute, and I mean, Slay's. You know, we even had him on the podcast. We had Slay on the podcast. You know, Slay's a good dude. We, we, we all love big play, big play Slay. I met his mom's. I mean, he's he's a good dude. You know, he's, he's awesome, good. man. Good the whole thing away. But business is business, man. I mean, fire him. Just fire him. <laughs> I mean, you understand? Like, when, when you're in a GM, like you're a GM of a team, you gotta play. You gotta play chess. And if you know, if you know you're not gonna resign him, and you know he's gonna hold out, you know you're not gonna pay him the money. Which the Lions, they already know they're not gonna pay him the money. If they would, if they were gonna pay him, they would have paid him before they paid stacks. Yeah, they chose snacks. But they, they they paid snacks, you know. They know they're not going to pay them. The best move, the best business move, is to get the best value you can get from them. And that's that's right now because there's a lot of desperate teams that are really desperate for a cornerback right now. And you could get a first round pick and probably something else for Slay right about now because of the teams that are so desperate right now. I'm. I'm not 100% sure about the first and the third. I think that it's more about the first and four. First and the four sounds something I could see happening. That's, that's what I've been imagining. And if, if you get offered a first and a fourth for Slay right now, I mean, I think it's a win. I agree. Definitely agree. So, you know... Take out the fandom. We all love Darius Slay, and that's not even a question. Detroit loves Darius Slay. He's a fan favorite. But yeah, Malcolm said it beautifully. This is playing chess right here, man. And I've said this, and Pierre might not agree with me. I know he's not going to agree with me. I'm not saying my he. I know he's not going to agree with me. Realistically, I know we like to take it game by game. The Lions overall have to win, go out and win seven out of their last nine games. And I like what I've seen from the squad from the first half of this season. I've just not been all that impressed, honestly. Could they do it? Maybe. I don't know. And with Darius Slay, without Darius Slay, I don't think it makes a huge difference. I mean, it does for a matter because he's a lockdown corner. But like I said, I just don't. I've made a post on this like two times. I've been talking about this Friday. I just don't think this team has enough to win the division, you know, especially with the Green Bay rolling right now. You're four games behind or three and a half, and, you know, you're, the division is looking out of reach right now. You know, making the wild card, like I said, you got to win seven out of your last nine games. That's not easy. It's just very difficult right now, and I don't think we should put all our eggs in the baskets for this season. I'm not saying give up on the season. I'm not saying sell at the deadline. I'm just saying right now you have a valuable piece right now in Darius Slay where, like Malcolm said, if you were going to extend him, you'd probably do it by now. It probably would have happened by now. 
And we've mentioned this is the Patriot culture. We've mentioned they've done this with really good players before. The Patriots usually do not pay players. And like they don't, they, that's something they don't do. One thing that they pride themselves in is making those sneaky trades and developing talent from the draft. And we've seen Bob Quinn has done that. He's, you know, he's had those sneaky good pickups like Romeo Aquara, and he's done a very good job at drafting. You know, he's getting some good starters like, you know, Deshaun Han, and I can go on. You know, he's got some nice mid round picks where he's made them, you know, solid players in our rotation. I think this is a move you got to take. You know, going into the offseason, you could have two first-round picks. You'll have another mid-round pick. You're not going to get this value from Jerry Slay, like you said, Pierre. And I think if you do it now, get what you can get, you could still compete for the season. Because, like, selling Jerry Slay is a blow to the team, and I know it's a blow to the locker room. I understand. But like I said, even with Jerry Slay, I'm not too confident this team is – in winning seven of their last nine games. I mean, it could have happened. Sure, it could. I'm not ruling it out, but it's just I have to see something different. And I don't think there's that one player on the market right now or that two players on the market right now that could just kind of change this whole season and make this season, you know, a Lombardi trophy season, like where you could, you know, win a playoff game even, you know. It's just so much needs to happen, I believe. And I think right now we need to play chess. I know it sucks, Lions fans. I really know it does suck because we were so confident in this team going in. And I'm not saying lose that confidence because, you know, they're still, like I said, I think they're an above-average team. I just don't think they're great. Yeah. And I think if you can go into the offseason, like I said, with two first-round picks, I think you're in a really good position. And letting Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia build this team the way they want they build it. You'll have a lot of cap room. You're getting rid of that $10 million salary, which is not a lot. But, you know, freeing up salary is freeing up salary at the end of the day. You know, go get talent for Matt Patricia. You know, go, go reboot that defense. You, you're going to win. You're going to have a bunch of draft picks. You can get the guys you want. And like I mentioned, Bob Quinn has done a very good job at drafting. I trust Bob Quinn to build this team. And I think this is a move. If you have two first-round picks, I'd be stoked, man. I know it looked like it would suck right now, but... Come April time, I'm, I'm sure you guys will be happy as hell with two first-round picks. I want to bring yeah. up one more thing. A lot of people are assuming Slay wants out. He does not want out. He no, actually, he doesn't. He reported to the building today. Um, he got treatment on his hamstring. Um, Patricia talked to him. He said he's working on the Raiders, mm-hmm. like scouting the Raiders. Scouting watching their home. Yeah. And uh, he's actually at the Lions Halloween party today. The Staffords yeah. always host a Halloween party or whatever. And he's there today. This yeah. We are recording, by the way, on a Monday night. So... Oh yeah, I I don't blame Darius Slay. Like I I don't think his loyalty with the Lions is gone, even though that they traded his best friend Kuandre. I don't think it's all gone. You know, I think he it was you know he wasn't happy with it, obviously. But you know, if he if he is still a Lion by four o'clock on Tuesday, I don't think he's disappointed either. And but I think this is the right move for the Lions. It's just I think they need to pull the trigger and. You know, like, look at last year. I mean, this is a different situation. Golden Tate, the kind of guy we knew we were not going to extend, and we got a third-round pick for him. And look at that third-round pick. He's a starter for this Detroit Lions defense now, Will Harris. So it looks, it doesn't look great now, but I'm telling you, man, this is a very Patriot-type move, and whether you don't want to adapt the Patriot way or not it's kind of how it's going to be here you know you got matt patricia you got bob quinn 
they're building the way that like they're building the way how the Patriots want to do it. And this seems like a very Patriot move right here. And I think it I think it's the right move, honestly. I mean, maybe time will tell if it'll bite us in the ass, but I don't really see that happening. And you know, I'm I'm confident in Bob Quinn to pull this move. You know, if he doesn't, it is what it is. I I mean I don't think that's smart, but Well, if he doesn't, it means he had shitty offers. You yeah. better hold slate to a high, bro. If someone's not offering you something good, you're, you don't even trade him. Yeah. I want I mean, at least a one. I think you, if you can get a one and a four, I'm still satisfied with the one and five. I'm not totally stoked with a one and five, but I'm satisfied. I'll say that. Yeah. Anything. As long as you get a one. A one good. is just, a one is very important. And I want this year's one. I don't want next year's one. I like this year's class a lot. I feel you. I feel you. I want a 2020 uh, first round. I don't round want pick. a 2021 first round pick. I want a 2020 first because this 2020 class is loaded with corners. We'll get in that later. Yeah. In the off season when. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, with corners. I I really think you can get a first round pick for Darius Slay. Just looking around the league, man. Like Leonard Williams went for a three and five or three and four to New York Giants, which I don't understand that move. Whatever. <laughs> and then. Um, uh, what's his name? Mohamed Sanu went for a second round pick. So um, I, I really believe, you know, Slay, we, like we mentioned, he's on a good salary right now, 10 million, 28 years old. I don't see why a team like Philadelphia or any other team who was really desperate for a cornerback wouldn't offer one, honestly. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I have to say about Slay. But I kind of want to get into another topic. So if the Lions are buyers, like let's say they still ship Slay. You know they could still you know acquire talent, right. and I want to I want to bring up some names who you know you guys are interested in and who you guys the lines have been interested in if maybe you don't like it. So there's reports going around from Jeremy Fowler, Fowler yep. from ESPN. He uh, reported that the Detroit Lions and the Buffalo Bills have linked up with uh, running back uh, Melvin Gordon. So I kind of wanted to get. You guys' opinions on that. So, Pierre, what do you got to say about Melvin Gordon? In general, I don't like trading for a player that you're not going to resign. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's, let's say, for a four or a five shirt, because when he leaves in free agency, you get a comp pick for the year after that. So it's like you're trading a pick this year, but you'll get that pick the year like in 2021 or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And Gordon hasn't looked like Gordon. I like Melvin Gordon. He's a talented back. But he like he held out, okay. He wanted a lot of money. He regrets holding out. He even said that. Yeah. He hasn't looked like the Melvin Gordon we're used to seeing. Yeah. He just hasn't played well. And another yeah. thing with Gordon is he does have some durability issues like carry on. Yep. I was just gonna say that. And um I'm kind of on the bow. I'm not really a big Melvin Gordon fan for the Detroit Lions just because it is kind of a rental piece. And like I mentioned, I don't think this team is all that great. I don't think Melvin Gordon is going to be a huge difference maker if we did acquire him. I mean, maybe he could find something, but he's not had a good year this year. I believe he's averaging like 2.5, 2.7, something like that. So he's not, yeah, he's not been that great this year. So, but to be fair to him, that also could be some rust. You know, we saw with our guys a little, but they're starting to play to their potential. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly Um, what it is. I think it is rust. He's a talented guy. I mean, I take him. I, I would take him on the Lions, but at what price? I do like Gordon's game. I think he's a top ten running back in this league. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, 
I don't know. I, I I would think I would stay away from that. Honestly, I, I would go to a different back, and I think me and you I, both agree we're on gonna, this. We're gonna we're gonna bring up this guy's name, but uh, Malcolm, oh. what do you got? What do you guys say about the Melvin Gordon situation? M- Melvin Gordon. I mean, if the price is right, I don't want to give up nothing high for him, and I don't think the Chargers are gonna let him go for cheap. Even though I think the Chargers know they're not gonna resign him. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know what exactly the Chargers are gonna do. Hopefully, the price goes down. If the price goes down, I mean, why not? And if he does come here and ball out. Why? Why wouldn't we um we sign him? Like, say he comes here, and he averages five yards a carry, kind of like what he did last year. Why? Why wouldn't the Lions, you know, want to resign him? Yeah, they trade Darius Slay. They'll have cap. <laughs> yeah, they'll have cap. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's a lot for a running back. I could see why teams don't want to, you know, invest that much to running back, especially with his durability issues. Yeah, he, yeah he's a played. I think he only played one full season. So I, like I, I, I personally would stay away from that. I mean, even if he is, if he did somehow come here and he was killing it, it'd be interesting, obviously. But with that durability, I'm not willing to dish out, what does he want, like 10 mil a year, maybe 11 year, 13, something like that. I'm not but, willing to get, yeah, I'm not what, willing to get the double digits. Why would they, why would they throw him for a fourth? Without a conditional? If it's conditional, you, I yeah. all consider it. Without conditional... Hell no, I'm not taking him for a fourth. <laughs> okay, but the thing is, like, if you're the Chargers, though, if you let him walk in free agency and he gets a big deal, they're getting a third-round compensatory pick for um for the 2021 draft, right? Like, they got to think like that, too. So they probably wouldn't take nothing less than a three. Yeah, I Unless don't know. If they want the pick this year and they don't want it next year, maybe they'll settle for a four. I think it's too risky. I think you just stay away from that. Yeah. I, I'm going to... I'm gonna bring up. Another, I'm gonna bring up a guy that I think you guys will wait. But before you do that, I want to say something though. Yeah. One thing with the Lions, no matter which running back they bring in, it's not gonna improve right away. They just gotta fix their run blocking. Run blocking has been atrocious, atrocious mm-hmm. the past couple of games. Tyler, I think you have the numbers about how good our run blocking is. Not good, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. How was our run blocking? Yeah, Taylor Decker was the highest grade run blocker on the offensive line Sunday with a fifty-six point eight. So now a fifty six point eight is not good, guys. That, that's that's, that's bad. That's like getting like a fifty six point eight on your exam. And a decent run blocking is like in the high, in like mid sixties. A really good is like in the mid seventies, high eighties, and like at least in the nineties. So fifty six. It wasn't good. It was it's not resident. good. Okay, and like yeah. when your highest run blocker is a fifty six, imagine what the other guys grade of that. I don't even want to know. Yeah. So that tells you they just need to do. I think it's more scheme because. Last year, they had the same linemen, okay, and they did not have this much trouble running the damn ball. Whatever it is, I don't know. They got to just like change the scheme up or adjust their running game because it's just not working. It, it's not, and it's getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. I want to get into this other running back name, and this is kind of a name that not a lot of fans are really talking about too much. His name is reportedly bent on the market. I don't know who it was reported by, so I'm sorry I do not have the name who it was reported by. But not a, got a lot, not a lot of people were talking about this guy, and this was a guy the Detroit Lions were interested in, and this is why I'm going to say the Lions should pull the trigger on this move. And this guy is Rashad Penny from the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. It's their first round pick last year. So Rashad Penny is a super athletic running back. And once Carryon Johnson comes back, I think a Rashawn Penny and Carryon Johnson backfield is a very nice backfield. Not a very nice backfield, but I think it's very – it'll get the job done. It's a very nice and, backfield. God yeah. Damn it. 
<laughs> so um why i think the lions should go for a guy like rashad penny i've been preaching not you know buying for rentals this guy's not a rental that's that's what i like about it if the lions are going to go get some talent at this deadline that could help them now and can help them in the long term i'm all down for that and i think rashad penny fits in that category perfectly he has three years left of team control he's on an affordable contract and you know he has not played that well so far. I mean he hasn't been bad, but like I think a change of scenery for Rashad Penny, him kind of a, he'd be the number one back right now. Feels on the line, especially without carry on. Um, you know maybe taking that big role could be big for Rashad Penny. And like I said, this move benefits you. It could help you now. It could maybe it could help your run game. Maybe it could help your run game this year. <laughs> and then it's gonna help you in the long term because you're gonna have a good compliment back with carry on. You're not gonna have carry on. You know run the ball. As much as he, like, you're not going to have carry on run 20 plus times every game like you had. You could kind of even it out with Rashad Penny because Rashad Penny was competing with a really good running back in CL in training camp with Chris Carson. I mean, Chris Carson, obviously, the better back. That's why he won the job. I think you dish out like a third round pick for Rashad Penny. You're getting a long term option. He was a first round pick. Someone the Lions liked and wanted to trade up for. This is a move I really like for the Lions, and I think this is a move could be a very underrated move for the Lions. And like I said, it maybe this could be the move that could maybe energize this run game this year and could maybe give Stafford a little bit of a running game. I like Rashad Penny a lot. Um, I want to get into this. I would not give up a three for him. He's had a, he's also had some durability issues. I like the guy. The Lions, actually, how you said, they actually, when Seattle tra- selected him, the Lions actually called Seattle so they could try to trade for him, and Seattle said, no, he's our guy. But he has good athleticism. Um, he is athletic. He is bad in pass protection, which the Lions value a lot. Mm-hmm. But they do have a guy right now like J.D. McKissick who could come in those third downs. Um, you know, Rashad Penny has also struggled in his career. He has, he's been a bust so far, if you want to call him that. But like you said, a change of scenery will help. And Bevel's offense is very similar to what they run in Seattle. They, they still run his, some of his stuff down there. So it shouldn't be really hard to grasp the playbook. Hopefully, it shouldn't be that bad. I take a swing, but maybe for like a five. And like if he starts and plays well, it becomes a fourth. You think Seattle dish him out for a five? Absolutely well, like I, said, I mean, he's averaging five point one yards yeah, right now. He's averaging five point one yards per carry. There's no way now Seattle sends he's him for a five. He's had, and he hasn't been durable. I mean, I'm talking about this year. I mean, this year, pick man. Yeah, this year he just hasn't had that many that much play time because you know Carson's their bell cow. Yeah, exactly. He's been inactive. I think his first game active was yesterday. One of like one of his first games active. He's been like a healthy scratcher. He's been injured. They don't, like, trust him a lot. I don't know how to say it. Like, what I would say, okay, how is this? How about just a straight-up four? Not a conditional five that becomes a four, just a four. I don't want to give if, up a if third. You're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a Seattle GM, if you're a Seattle GM, would you pull that trigger? You, you don't, you, last year, you spent the, not last year, but the year before, you spent the first round on this guy. Yeah, but running backs aren't valuable in this league, man. Look what Kenyon Drake went for. I hear you. Yeah, but Kenyon Drake Kenyon was an Drake. experience contract. Kenny Drake was not a former first round pick, man. So, so like, yeah, just, look, not, look at it this mean, way. Look at this way. If you were the Seattle's GM, you drafted Penny in the first round. Two years go by. He didn't. 
he's not looking exactly how you expect him to be. Would you trade him for a fifth? Yeah, if he's not okay, playing okay, well, okay, yeah. Okay. Let's say hypothetically, I know this is a different position. Let's say, I hope this does not happen, first of all. Let's say TJ Hawkinson is struggling next, or kind of in the same situation as Rashad Penny is right now. Let's say Jesse James somehow is just balling out for the Lions at tight end. Would you trade TJ Hawkinson for a five? No. <laughs> exactly. Tight ends are more valuable than running backs, bro. I agree, but Rashad Penny's averaging 5.1 yards. I'll tell you, I'll I don't, tell I don't you think tight ends are more valuable. Than, I don't think tight ends are more valuable than running backs. I mean, yeah, running backs are used more than tight ends. Yeah, yeah tight ends are, oh, running backs are more valuable than tight ends. I'm saying, like, if you have an established tight end versus, a, like, like, a decent running back, the tight end is, like, more like... No, 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 say this way. If you have an established running back with an established tight end, who's more valuable? It just it <laughs> like, depends how good the tight end is. Exactly. I mean, it, it's... I'll say this, though. Like, with, um, with Rashad Penny, he played in... He's played in 19 games in his career, okay? He has 115 carries for 572 yards and three touchdowns, which is um, above, like four yards a carry it's not that bad but this year he's only had 30 carries for 153 yards in five games so it's like a sample size i'm not giving up a three i'll give up a four i'm not giving up a three for him i, I don't know i i mean a four is maybe more realistic i don't think a five is in play at all for rashad penny i think that's giving too little that's, that's pretty much giving away for free i mean i think you could have just done digs for rashad penny at that point <laughs> if they wanted to do that I, I think Rashad Penny. They should just do that shit straight up. Dig for Penny. Well, I don't think Seattle would want to. I think Rashad Penny is more valuable than that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think also they didn't know about Carry On News before they did the trade. And uh, well, no, it was actually it was even before Carry On. We needed even, carry even on. before Carry went down. We needed we needed another back. Right. Yeah. I mean, I really like the idea of Rashad Penny. I think you could dish out a three, a three at best. I'm not giving a two or anything like that. No, well, I'm not what's saying. His, what's his What's his injury history? Because I don't even really know too much about his injury history. Has right. he been hurt a lot? He's right. he's like he's been hurt. I, I don't know exactly how many games he's played in, but he's been like um He's played in every game this year besides the Baltimore game. And he's gotten eight carries, six carries, ten carries, six carries. So that's like exactly maybe give him a little more workload here when <laughs> carry on's back. That's kind of what I expect from him. He's averaging six point nine, six point two. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> that's exactly what I want. And you think about it, you're gonna invest you want a running back this offseason, right? You're right. going to invest, invest one kind of early, right? Rashawn Penny is just going to be your third-round pick at that point. I'd take that any day of the week. I guess that's fair when you say it like that because he has, he has two years left on his deal and then the fifth-year option, so that's three years of team control, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like selecting Rashawn Penny in the third round. Yeah, I do it for a third, I guess. That makes yeah. sense. So you have good points. You're right. Okay, I'll do it for a third. You can win <laughs> good shit. That, that 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 is that is the most I would give up for Sean Penny though. I mean, I'm, yeah, I don't. I, I I think a five is that's not gonna get it done. A four maybe gets it done. I think yeah. a three for sure gets it done. I though. think I think a five will like probably get. Um, I think a five will get, I think you'll get blocked and you'll never be able to yeah. try the Seattle Seahawks ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah All right. Um, I have a question. Would you guys trade for Devontae Freeman? Uh, I you asked me this question the other day, and I I like Devontae Freeman actually, but. I'm not just big into like paying running backs like that much. I think you could you could find running backs, you know, young ones or in the draft, anything like that. I don't think they're that hard to find. I think Devontae Freeman is overpaid right now, and I don't really want that. If we trade for him, like, for like a very like low round pick, 
I'm not giving up like a third or fourth for him. Well, you're eating his salary like, with it. So. If it's like a sixth, sure. Yeah, I mean, you're eating his you have to You're getting the salary with it. That's the problem. I don't think he'll go for a high pick. It's the salary that comes with it, which could, I think it expires in 2022. And do I really want to be stuck with Devontae Freeman until 2022? I'm going to no. say hell no. Well, like, <laughs> the guaranteed money is off the books. Like, you know what I mean? So it's not going to hurt. Like, you could release him whenever you want. That's why I said, like, a late round pick is fine. Yeah. Because, look, bro, late round picks, I mean, they're not no, I mean, yeah. it's on the roster. Ty Johnson. Yeah. I get it. guys are not. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. And then the other name that's. I mean, his name is not really floating around. It's more of like fans kind of speculating. What do you guys think about Joe Mix? That's another guy kind of like, you know, he has years of control with the team. He's a good running back. And I'm calling Cincinnati. They're 0-8 right now. Like, what the hell is You don't need Joe Mixon right now. He's not working out for you guys. You guys need a lot more holes than Joe Mixon. Would you guys trade a three for Joe Mixon? I love Joe Mixon, and I they trade a three instantly for him. But the problem is um, the, the Lions stay away mm-hmm. from these type of issues and – they don't go for these type of players. I wish they did sometimes because... I mean, you could have had Kareem Hunt for a million dollars right now. Kareem Hunt is different to me, though. Like, but what Joe Mixon of, did, did, did... Was it like in like his freshman year in college or something? It was a while ago. Yeah, I'm just saying like I'm, I would do it because he's a kid and you learn. You do stupid shit as a kid. I think we've all done dumb stuff as kids. Yes. yes um, but the thing is, they stay away from that. What'd you do, oh. Malcolm? No, you're probably gonna do some dumb shit. You're still young, <laughs> you know. Like we're kids. Like you do dumb stuff. It's normal. Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree. <laughs> maybe yeah. like I like Joe Mixon, and he's then been he clean. The he's been clean since he's been a, since he's been on pro. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and all right. So that's the running back situation. We, we have a connection us. with Kyle Kasky, right, from Cincy. Didn't yeah. he coach him up a little? He did. So we brought up the names of Darius Lay. We brought up the running back situation. And, okay, and I know Lions fans will be pissed off if I just end off the episode like this. They want a damn pass rusher badly. So, Pierre, I know this is your department. Give us some names that you think the Lions. Leonard Williams is gone. He went to the Giants. Do you have any other pass rush in names? I mean, I'll give you some names, bro. There's just, like, so many names out there. Like, I don't even know if they're available, but it's just worth mentioning. There is one guy... I, I don't really want him. His salary is ridiculous, and Atlanta's having trouble to move him, and that's Vic Beasley. He's just not producing like he's been producing. He's not, and his salary is like what? He's making like $12 million or something like that with his fifth-year option. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, think just, about Vic, I think about Vic, though. I really like his, his size and his defense. I think he fits his, you know, he has that speed. He's got that size. It's a risk taking on the contract, but I think you could get him for a fifth or sixth. Which, you know, if Patricia really likes him, I mean, I'm not totally against a move like Vic Beasley because I really like his body type for this defense. And linebacker has been struggling really badly on this defense. Really bad. So, you know, maybe if Patricia could find something in this guy because he has the potential, a former first-round pick. And he's shown it in the league before. But, yeah, like you said, the salary is a risk. It's just what does Patricia think he could do with him. And if they did trade for him, I would not be disappointed because I think – that that means Patricia thinks he could do something with him and possible, yeah. And he's got the size for this defense and the speed. And hopefully Atlanta would pay some of that salary because it's just ridiculous. It is bad. <laughs> um then you got like I, I don't know, like you said the Bengals are 0 and eight or whatever they are. 
You got guys like Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, older guys, but they're still playing good football, and they're still good players. They're savvy vets. I do not want no damn Carlos Dunlap. <laughs> like Geno Atkins, though, Geno would be fun in the middle. Uh, I guess. <laughs> and then you got, like, what's Washington? Like, one, they've only won one game, right? Yeah, versus Miami. You got Ryan Kerrigan. Would you call him? Um, and there's this second guy. team. There is there's this guy that that I, that I actually realize his name is Shaq Barry. He's from the Buccaneers. He's on a one year deal, very cheap deal. Um, not gonna go cheap though. The Bucks. I, I don't know. Are the Bucks winning? Not not really. Right? No, they they just lost. They have, they have their quarterback is James Winston. So to answer yeah, that question is no. Win five or something like that. Two and four. Yeah, James is their quarterback. So to answer that question, um, if they're winning, the answer is is, is no. So yeah, the Bucks. <laughs> so yeah, the Bucks are two and five, and uh, it's worth to call on Shaq Barrett because the guy I think has like nine sacks this year or something ridiculous like that. He's just been a pass rushing. He, he's killing it in that department. He's been healthy this year, and he's only making like four million or something like that. Plus, Bucks paid off some of the salary. That, that guy is worth it. What would you give up for him? He's an expensive price tag, man. I mean, I. It's his first year, though. You know, he hasn't really done that, and he's had trouble staying healthy in previous years with the Broncos. So the Broncos are like, you know what the hell with it? He could walk in free agency. The Bucks took a flyer on him. Yeah. He's been falling with them. This is a guy that, that would come in here, and he'd help our pass rush. Yeah, I, th- I think this is a, a move a contender makes. And How much would you pay? That's the, would you pay like a three because he's on expiring deal? And that's he, still risky, too, because you have to repay. You got to, like, re-sign him. <clears throat> yeah, and that's why I'm not big on the move of Shaq Barrett. I really like the guy. I wish we had him in our defense. It's just the price tag is not worth it for me. I've mentioned this. I'm not going to say it again. I don't think the lines are great. I don't think they're a contender. Whatever. Don't shoot me. Okay. That's not, that's not <laughs> like, okay, this is like saying, okay, you look at the entire NFC. NFC is competitive. Let's say you're like, to hell with this season, sell it off, right? Those teams next year are not going anywhere. There's still a lot of talent. Yeah, you but still got to compete, you bro. Get, you, you can get better. You could get better, but they're going to get better, too. You got to think of that, too. They can get worse, too. Mean, bro, the Niners <laughs> aren't going to get worse. I mean, they're loaded on the defense. Let, let them trade for a guy like Shaq Barrett. Let them lose some draft capital. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I just don't. I'm not high on this team right now. I'm really not. I'm, like, just in the middle with them. I think they're all right. I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're great. I just don't think they're what uh, the they're whatever to me. You know, they're average. Bob average. Whatever. I don't think you trade a three for Shaq Barrett just because I don't know how much that changes. Yes, it'll get you pressure, but how much pressure? Like, how much is it going to change? I don't know. That's the thing, see? that That's the thing with buying and selling at the deadline. Yeah, it's risky, and that's the thing. I'm not too confident in this football team. If, if we were the Niners right now, or the Bills or something like that, I'm buying all day of the week. But... We're not in the situation right now, unfortunately. You could blame the referees for that. Some of that, sure. I'm not gonna shoot you for that. You know, you, you have your right to say that, but it is what it is. We got to move on, and you know, maybe I, I hope the lines prove me wrong. I really hope you guys could just bring this episode back and screen record all this, send it in me on DMs, blow me up, and say, Tyler, you're the biggest idiot ever. How dare you give up on this football team and say they are an average football team? Please, guys. I I hope you guys could come back in January and. Like basically spit in my face and just say I was wrong. Okay, I, I really I mean, hope I. <laughs> the, the schedule is favorable, so I'll say that. It yeah, is. They it have is. a very favorable schedule. I think the hardest games they have left is the Vikings Green at Bay. Minnesota and then Green Bay in Week Seventeen. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, I mean, 
is like an even kind of between the teams. I think both teams are really similar with us in Oakland. I think we're both in that above average. I think mm-hmm. we're above average. Like we're not average. We're not bad. But we're both like in that 11 to 13 to 14 range kind of. And going to Oakland is tough too, man. It is. But I think Vegas is going to give us the, the, the points as far as. Um, I believe we're underdogs right now. Yeah, we are. Uh, right two point underdogs. Two point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Oakland's playing some good football, man. I they know are. They're, they're playing some good football, though. Good competitive yeah, football. Minus two, Oakland. Yeah. So, is that all the names we got for you guys? Oh, yeah. Let's just leave it at that right now. If anything crazy happens, we got an emergency pod for you guys. We got an emergency pod, yep. So, we'll see, man. Deadline. I believe yeah, this episode will be out tomorrow. So, you know, you guys will be able to listen before the deadline. So, um, all right, guys, that is a wrap. So I hope you guys enjoyed our coverage on the New York Giants. Hope you guys enjoyed all our coverage on the trade deadline. We gave you guys a little extra long episode because of the trade deadline, like we mentioned. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun bringing up some names. And we'll see what the Lions do, man. It's going to definitely be a very interesting, you know, buzz in the NFL, man. Next few more hours, you know. we got less than 24 hours to the deadline, 4 o'clock on Tuesday. Hope you guys enjoyed. I am out. See y'all. All right, guys. Before I let you go, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the support. And hopefully the Lions make some moves. I'm out. Peace. Yeah, five stars, baby. Five stars. <laughs> if you guys like it. If you guys like it. I'm not going to force you to get five stars. But give us five stars. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace. Pride Podcast is sponsored by The D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters.